Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Now let's go to the Word of the Lord, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. We had a good time at 9 o'clock, amen? And I'm going to tell you what, the presence of God filled this house, and I'm not expecting anything less to happen right now in this service today, amen? Are y'all anticipating something great from God? Are you anticipating something great from the Lord? It will happen, amen? Hebrews 11 and verse 1, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Verse 6 says this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely Seek him. Amen. It was funny in the first service, uh, uh, Davina didn't know what I was going to be preaching about today. And she got up and she started talking about how the Lord had given her a word for the year and it was hope. And how that hope was connected. Well, here's what I want to preach about today. It comes from verse 1. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. So here's my sermon today. What do you hope for? Come on, what do you hope for? I'm going to tell you right now. I want to encourage you to hope again. I want to encourage you to dream again. I want to encourage you to not let go of what God has spoken to you in your life. Come on, somebody. Because God is still on the throne and you can have faith for the things that you cannot see. You can have faith for the things that you're dreaming about. Amen? So I want us to pray right now. I want us to pray that the Word of God would touch us and challenge us and that we would come alive and and receive what God wants to say to us today. Are you ready? Let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you today, God, for your presence. We thank you for your anointing and we ask you, God, to move in this house today and let your anointing speak to us. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. What do you hope for? You see, our text says that the reality of what we hope for is seen by our faith. And I want to talk to you today about faith and hope. Why is it that we so often struggle when we try to explain or understand what faith is? For example, having faith for healing when someone is sick. Faith for financial provision when Resources seem to be scarce. Faith for restoration of a broken relationship. Or even the faith that we have when we embrace God's free gift of salvation. Amen? Perhaps it's because as far as our intellect and our understanding is concerned, faith is such an abstract concept, isn't it? If faith was something concrete or tangible, it maybe wouldn't be as difficult to understand or explain if you could put it in a box or maybe if you could buy a few months of it off of Amazon, right? If you could just go to Amazon and say, I need an extra shipment of faith this week and I need it sent prime delivery. I need it by tonight. Amen. You know, it might be easier to understand if it was something we could put in a box or we could buy it or, or we could see it. But faith doesn't really have a physical form like that. Faith is intangible. It's not something we can necessarily touch with our hands or or see with our eyes. But as intangible as faith is, it is very important. And it's such a critical part in our walk with God. Amen. The Bible says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Amen. It shows us and explains to us that faith is the medium of exchange that provides us with the ability to receive from God. Every good thing that we've received or ever will receive comes to us from God's blessings. And many times, hear me, as a result of our faith. God honors faith wherever he can find it. The Bible actually says that no one can come to God or please him without faith. Amen. 
And hear me, faith is not just some emotional high that we work up by manipulation. Faith is not a byproduct of excitement or mental simulation. Here's what faith is, and I want to read verse 1 again to you from the New Century Version. It says this, faith means being sure of the things that we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Come on, somebody. That ought to excite you, amen? I love that verse. Faith means I'm being sure of things that we hope for. See, faith is not just hoping. It is being sure of the things that we hope for. It says faith is knowing that something is real even if I don't see it. One translation of the Bible said it this way. Faith is the substance of what we hope for and is the evidence or assurance of things not yet seen. Faith is the substance that becomes the foundation for you and I's hopes and dreams to stand on. Amen. It is the evidence of the things that we have not yet seen, but that we believe that we will see. Amen. I don't know what's popping up there. Amen. Even if it has not happened yet, that is okay. You know why? Because my faith has happened yet. Amen. Come on, somebody with faith. Give God a praise right now. Amen. See, because if you dissect faith, you will find that one of its partners is hope. Amen. No one has faith for anything that they don't first desire for or hope for. Hope reaches from what is not to what can be. Amen. Hope is here, and the object of hope is over there. Amen. That's why hope is so important. Hope may not feel like a whole lot, but hear me, hope is the birthplace of faith. Faith takes it from something you just dream about to something that becomes real and is evidence of God's work in your life. Today I want to preach a very simple thought, but I pray that it's an encouraging thought for somebody in this house. And I got a couple text messages from 9 o'clock that it made a difference in some people's lives. I want to issue a very simple but powerful challenge to you today. And here it is. Are you ready? I want you to begin to hope again. Come on, I want to look at somebody and tell you, you need to begin to have faith again, amen? Come on, you need to start dreaming again. You need to start believing again. You need to start desiring again. Come on, somebody needs to reclaim the promises of God that you have given up on. You need to reclaim the dreams that the enemy has tried to talk you out of. Come on, I'm here to declare, you need to reposition yourself to a posture of yes from a defeated place of no. My question is, what do you hope for? Now, let me get into the real weeds. Some of you, and you don't want to admit it, but you're so beaten down that you're afraid to say it. But what do I hope for? Is it your daughter or your son? I tell you, hope again. Come on. Is it for your husband or your wife? Hope again. Is it for a job or a business that you want to start or maybe give birth to? Hope again. Come on. Do you dare to dream of being debt-free? Come on. Hope again. Do you dream of being married or happily married? Amen. Hope again. Do you dream of being set free from an addiction or a bondage in your life? Don't give up your hope. Amen. Do you dream of owning your own home? Do you dream of having a good job? Are you praying for a loved one to be saved? Don't give up on what you're hoping for. You need to have faith in God. Because hear me, the Bible says your faith is the evidence of that hope. Your expectation. Hear me, because it goes beyond just a warm feeling. It's an anticipation. Now, you may say this. You may not want to say it out loud. But I know some of you feel this way right now. I had faith for something. And it didn't happen. Anybody ever been there? Can we, can we go where angels fear to tread? Can I just say the obvious? Some of you, you prayed about stuff and it didn't come to pass. And now maybe you're discouraged. And you don't believe that you can hope again. Hear me though. That is why faith, don't miss this, is so much more powerful than just hope alone. Because hope that is not fulfilled can lead to brokenness and disappointment 
and discouragement and despondency. But when that hope, oh, don't miss this, when you couple it with faith, we also understand that even if God says no, or even if God says not yet, or even if he answers differently than what we had longed for, because we are people of faith, we can trust in the sovereign will of God. Oh, it makes a huge difference. When you have faith, you understand that no matter what happens, you can have confidence that God is on your side. Because faith is our participation with God's plan and things that are not yet realized. And let me, let me tell you that sometimes you may both say, man, I thought all things work together for good. It does. But sometimes it works together for her good and not your good. His good and not my good. See, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, but when you're praying for somebody else, somebody else is involved in your prayer. Have you ever thought about that? See, we always think God didn't answer. If I'm praying for Rodney for something and it doesn't turn out, well, God, you didn't answer my prayer. Well, how do I know that my desire was what God's best was for Rodney? Amen. Maybe Rodney's praying and God knows. And maybe me and Rodney are praying for the same thing. And God knows that neither one of us are right. You know what God's been talking to me a lot about is childlike faith. Childlike faith. See, you've got to have faith. See, many of us saw this building that you're in right now long before we ever had this property. Come on. Life Church, for those of you who are new to Life Church, we met for nine years in schools. I looked at hundreds of properties and buildings over that nine years. And can I tell you, I got discouraged a lot of times. There were places we looked at and we thought we were going to get it. I, I'm, I'm just, I marched around buildings. Come on. I sang songs. I danced around buildings. I, mar- I did everything. I proclaimed. I decreed. Amen. And you know what? God said no, no, no until God finally said yes, yes, yes. Come on, amen. You've got to trust the will and the planning and the timing of God. What if I would have gave up hope? What if we would have given up hope? And right now, can I tell you something? As a church, I've got hope and dreams for stuff way better than a church building. Amen. You know what I'm hoping and dreaming for right now? I see a flood of revival. I see thousands and tens and thousands of souls being saved to the glory of God. Come on, I see an abundance of signs and wonders and miracles taking place. I see people coming to know Jesus. I see addicts being set free. Come on, does somebody have a hope in your heart today? I have a faith that is the evidence of what I hope to see. And now I want to tell you a little little bit of true confession, and I hope this helps somebody too. I also see some things that I am now not afraid to ask for. God has really been speaking to me about declaring things in my own life. Now, I'm just going to give you a little transparency. I don't know if I had misguided theology or if it was just a a perception on my part, but I always felt guilty asking God for stuff from me and mine. Always did. I just I don't know if it's maybe because I just thought it was more noble to always pray for the church or church people or or whatever. But I always had this concept. And then again, I'm telling you, God's been dealing with me about childlike faith. You know what's amazing about the faith of a child? When they are with their father, and now I'm learning with their grandfather, they are not afraid to ask for anything. Because they are in relationship with father or with mother. Or with Paul, amen? What, we, we flew down to Florida, got some great tickets on Southwest, flew back on Saturday. Uh, it was quite a trip. We had an attack of sickness. I won't go into all that. But on Saturday, you know what I've learned about Mason? There is not a gift shop he doesn't like. There is not a toy or candy display that does not catch his eye. And he comes up, and here's, here's what I'm pointing out. He asked for everything. 
Papa, can I have some Skittles? Papa, can I have some M&Ms? Papa, can I, I mean, you know, Papa, can I have this toy? Hey, Papa, look at this there. The, the, one of the uh, flight people gave him a, a pencil uh, eraser, uh, an eraser in the shape of an airplane. He took me over and showed me this big plastic airplane. He said, look, this is like that. Can I have that? <laughs> and guess what? A lot of times I say no. Not because I don't love him, but because I know he doesn't need it right now. But he still asks anyway. And a lot of times, I don't want to admit it, but a lot of times when he asks, I say yes. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need any more candy. The last thing he needs is another toy. But I do it because I love him. And you know what God's been talking to me about in my life? Start asking me for stuff you want. Start hoping. Start dreaming. Amen. So I'm just, I'm going to just tell you right out there, I've been praying, I've been asking God for stuff. I've been praying. I said, one of the things I'm praying about right now, and I'm not anywhere close to retiring, so don't get any great thoughts, but I've been saying, God, I want you to start right now setting me up so I can retire with dignity. I hope some of you who are at my age are starting to pray that right now, because let me tell you something, a GoFundMe page is not a good retirement plan. Amen. I don't want you selling Girl Scout cookies when you're 75. Amen. But I started praying it. I said, you know what, God? And I'm praying. I've been praying for God to prosper my daughters and my son-in-laws. Come on, I'm a child of the king. Amen. I need to start thinking like a child of the king. I've been praying for God. I, this last year, uh, in 2020 or 2021, I prayed for God to bless my children with their own homes. And guess what? Both of my daughters and my son-in-laws both bought their first home. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for God to anoint my grandson and my granddaughter and my grandbabies that are still to come. Come on, somebody. I'm praying and I'm having hope and I'm stepping out. And God, if you want to say no, say no. But I'm happy if you say yes. I came to encourage somebody and challenge somebody today. You need to get reacquainted with your hopes. You need to start praying for your dreams. You, start needing, you need to start asking God to bless your family. Amen. Pray about it. Ask God for it. I want to see certain things happen for my family financially. I want to see things happen for my son-in-laws and my daughters spiritually. I want to see my extended family all serving the Lord. Amen. I call out my sister's name, Mary, my brother's name, Lee, my brother's name, David, my mom. I call out their name every day. God, I want you to bless them. I want you to prosper them. I want them to fall in love with you, Jesus. Come on, what do you hope for today? What do you hope for? Those are just some of the things that I hope for. And I'm beginning to ask and believe God for them more often. See, when you read Hebrews 11, you and I, we need the faith of men like Abraham and Noah. Faith that refused to give up. A faith that still believes that the promises of God are yes and amen. That God will still do exactly what he has promised to do. Come on, we need to start speaking life and not death. I could preach a whole series on, we need to be people of faith and not fear. We need to be people of hope and not despondency. Amen? Devil, you cannot discourage us because our faith looks beyond the here and now. Amen? World, you cannot defeat us. My faith does not have an expiration date. Amen? Come on, your boss is not your employer. Jehovah Jireh is your employer. Amen? Have faith. Have faith. Matter of fact, you know what somebody ought to do right now? I want you to just lift your hands, and I want you to give God a shout of praise. Hear me, what it for? For what you are hoping for. Thank Him in advance right now. Go ahead and thank Him for it right now. Come on, hallelujah, that's it, yes. God, I believe it right now. I thank you for my son's salvation. I thank you for my new job. God, I thank you for setting so-and-so free from addiction. God, I thank you by faith. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, It is impossible to please God without faith. And then it says, Anyone who wants to come to Him must, notice, must believe, first of all, that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. See, faith was the vehicle by which the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 were able to accomplish much more than they ever could have otherwise. 
By faith, the Bible says, they were able to grab those elusive dreams and pull them into reality. By faith, they were able to obtain a good report. See, faith is basic to our relationship with God. The Bible says, he that comes to God must believe that he is. Amen? See, hear me. No one can prove the existence of God by facts alone. You agree with that? Amen? He must be accepted by faith. Because hear me, if you can prove something, faith is not needed to accept it. When you have faith, when you're a child of faith, don't miss this, proof is not a requirement. Proof is just a confirmation. Come on, amen? I don't need proof to believe and have faith in God. But when proofs come along, when somebody, it's just a confirmation, amen? It's just one more way of me knowing, yes, my God is on the throne. Because if you can do it all by yourself, you don't need faith. You don't need faith in God to help you. The first four words of the Bible provide the answer to everything about creation and the world that cannot be proven scientifically for a person of faith. Are you ready? What does it say? In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. That's my answer to everything unanswerable. In the beginning, God. Everybody say faith. You see, when our minds go back as far as they can go, God is the answer to everything beyond that. When our minds go forward as far as they can reach, God is the answer to everything beyond that. That's faith. Not only must we believe that God is, but we must believe that He's a reward, the Bible says, of those who diligently seek Him. That word diligent is important. Don't give up. Faith is diligent. See, we tend to give up. After a certain amount of time, don't we? We lose heart. We lose hope when things don't happen as quickly as we would like for them to. But we have got to have faith that continues to hope. A faith that only needs one word from God, one promise, one assurance, one directive. See, but we want God to constantly remind us, right? You know, Okay, God, thank you. I received that. Now, if you'll just send along three prophets, two ladies, one... barking dog, amen, then I'll believe. No, 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 no. We just need to quit wondering if God has changed his mind or not, right? Come on. If God said it, then it's going to happen in your life. If it's a promise from God, God will not quit. Don't you quit either. Amen. Look at Abraham for just a moment with me. Abraham's faith in Hebrews 11 is talked about more than any of the other heroes of faith. In fact, Abraham has become synonymous with the concept of faith. The writers of Hebrews very beautifully summarize the life of Abraham and telling how his faith uh, separated him from his home and his family. He journeyed to the land of promise. He, he fathered Isaac. He prepared to sacrifice him when he thought God wanted him to do that. But what was it about Abraham's faith that set him apart from so many others? It's found in Romans 4.19. I want you to look at the scripture. Abraham's faith did not weaken. I love it. Even though, now check this out. Now it just adds to the story here. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. You know, 100, that's probably not a bad summation, right? And so was Sarah's womb. But notice verse 20, but Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. That's the part that got me when I read it, amen? Come on, he'd been praying and asking God, God gave him a promise, and the longer it took for it to happen, his faith just got stronger. Come on, now for most of us, when it takes a while for something to come to pass, what happens? Our faith gets a little weaker, doesn't it? We kind of start wondering, well, God, did you really say? God, am I doing right? God, is it really going to happen? No, the Bible says his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. And then look at verse 21. I love this. He was fully convinced. Everybody say fully convinced that God is able, hallelujah, to do whatever he promises. He was fully convinced. Amen. That man had a faith that could not be shaken. His faith did not weaken. It just got stronger. He never wavered in believing. His faith just got stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen. He was fully convinced. His faith 
enabling them not to stagger at the promises of God. I remember all through our girls' lives when they were teenagers and they had to go through their own set of stuff. Every time things looked like it was just getting a little crazy in their lives, I just kept saying, you know what, God, I know what you promised. I know what you promised. I know what you told us. Amen. And now I'm looking back and I see the blessings and the favor of God on their lives. And you know what? You've just got to take the long picture with God. Some of you, you're just looking like this. And you're thinking, man, it's not happening. It's not. You just need to take the blinders off and say, God, let it unfold. And let me believe you and let me trust you and let me walk by faith. See, God never did require Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. But he tested his faith when he asked him to do it. And you know, a lot of times God will test our faith by delaying the promise or by allowing roadblocks to come into pay or allowing things to come. Sometimes he tests us. Sometimes he's just trying to mature us and to make us grow. Amen. But faith is active. James 2 and 20 says, faith without works is dead. What kind of works do you need to accompany your faith? Continue believing. Continue trusting. Continue hoping. You know what is a work of faith? Speaking positive. Speaking life. Not speaking negative. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's a work of faith. It's still believing. It's still trusting. It's proclaiming God's word. It's proclaiming his truth. James said this. In James 2, 14, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Well, pastor, how can I show my faith? Keep believing. Keep speaking life, not death. Amen. Come on, keep on praying. Keep on serving. Keep on trusting. And notice he says, can that kind of faith save anybody? The walk of faith is what leads you and I as Christians into growing our hope. God wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. He wants to see if you and I are going to quit at the first glimpse of opposition. See, because it's not enough just to talk the talk of being a disciple of Jesus. we got to walk the walk of Christianity. Amen? Not relying on circumstances or, or necessarily how things just appear to be, but we put our complete trust in the Word of God and in the promises of God. You know, faith has always confused the carnal mind. Amen. Faith has always been in conflict with the world and its system. It does not seem logical that the unseen can be so powerful, but such is faith. It is powerful. Amen. It is the thing that moves and gives traction to our prayers. Satan enjoys his greatest success when he is able to nullify your faith and your hope and render it useless. Come on. If he can discourage you and cause you to doubt God, that's why your faith cannot have an expiration date. That's why faith has no statute of limitations. Amen. One time after a great uh, teaching uh, of Jesus, a session by Jesus, you can read the story in the Gospels. The multitudes were dispatched. Jesus sent everybody away. Him and the disciples got on the ship. They were crossing the, the Sea of Galilee. A storm pops up. Jesus is taking a nap in the bottom of the boat. He's tired. The disciples, they all start seeing the wind and the waves, and they start getting a little freaked out, and they're getting scared. And then they finally, they went and woke up Jesus, and Jesus saw such a low faith in them that the Bible actually says he rebuked them in Mark 4 and 40. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Folks, have you ever noticed that when the storm pops up, <laughs> when the wind and the waves start pounding on us long enough, you begin to wonder whether or not God even cares anymore. Ever, anybody ever been there? Amen? Come on, you know He does, but it sure doesn't feel like He does. Pretty soon you begin to doubt the promises that God has given you. But what do you hope for today? I want to encourage you to keep hoping. Let me tell you about one more example of faith. Noah Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, it says this, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, we all remember what Noah was uh, uh, remembered for. He believed God, and he built an ark, right? During the flood, an ark by faith. When God told him that he was going to destroy the world with a flood, Noah believed, 
Noah responded. But I want you to notice something amazing about Noah. Noah heard from God only one time about building the ark. Noah heard one time to do something as outrageous as building an ark for what? Something that had never happened before. Now that adds another layer, doesn't it, right? Okay, God, first of all, you want me to do this, and you, you're, you, because a worldwide flood is coming. Some theologians actually believe that according to Genesis, it had never even rained before. So now, you got to build a boat. There's going to be a worldwide flood by something called rain. Because the Bible says that the, the, the uh, rain, uh, it, it had ascended, the waters ascended from the cisterns and the wells and from the ground and it seeped up. and wa- So here's Noah, one word from God. Go build a boat. And guess what? Nowhere else in Scripture, look it up, try to find it. After that first visit from God, does it say that God gave him any further promises? Noah, operate on faith. Operate by that one word until you get the job done. Now I want you to imagine with me for just a moment the initiative that it took from Noah to get up day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and work on an ark that would save them from a flood, the likes that had never been seen before. It is very possible that during the more than 100 years, the Bible said it took him 100 years to build that boat, that he never heard God speak to him again. Can you imagine? And we're like, oh, I haven't had a rhema word since last Sunday. Some of us, we can't make it from Sunday to Sunday. And Noah got a word from God, a hundred-year word. And Noah was sustaining his call from God. Noah, can you imagine the skeptics? Hey, Noah, when did God tell you that promise was coming down that dusty road? Amen. Oh, it was years ago. Hey, Noah, when's the last time you heard from God? That's been a while. Has he talked to you since you started building the boat? Nope. But my faith is still strong. Church, what do you hope for? What did God tell you he wanted to do in your life? And he hasn't said it in a while, so you're kind of doubting it again. Oh, I want to help you right now. Have you given up? Embrace that hope again. Hey, Noah, what did you say you were building? An ark. What's an ark? It's a big boat. What are you building it for? Going to save the world? I don't think it's big enough for everybody. Well, all of y'all ain't coming. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I'm going to date myself now. Bill Cosby used to have that album. and They said, well, what do we do? He said, well, how long can you tread water? Amen. <laughs> but now, check this out. It finally happens. He gets the green light. He goes and puts all the animals in the boat. They shut the door. And now guess what? Rains fall immediately. Nope. Seven more days. Okay, God. I got all, they're all, all the animals are down there. We're we're waiting. I got the family there. I told told them it was coming now. I I shut the door. One day, two days, three days, four days. Hey, God, it's really starting to stink in here, amen? There's a lot, a lot of stuff happening down on the bottom floor with these animals. Five days, six days. Now, the Bible doesn't say this, but I'll bet you that seven days was the longest, hardest part of that faith journey. Can you imagine the pressure that Noah was under? Not Noah. God, you told me 100 years ago that this was going to come. I built the boat. I could smell the rain. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I want to say to somebody here right now, it's been a long, long journey. You've been hoping. Come on, somebody. You've been praying. You've been been believing God. But here's what I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to smell the rain. Amen. It's on the way. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to believe that the promises of God are true. I want you to close your eyes and start hoping and believing again. I want the praise team and the musicians to come. Hope again. Dream again. Some of you have given up on your dreams. Keep dreaming. You've given up on your hopes. Hope with faith and anticipation 
of what God has promised. Begin to ask for things in your life. You are a child of God. You are walking in covenant blessing. Amen. I'll just say this. If you're a tither, pray the Malachi blessing over your home every time you pray. Amen. God, rebuke the devourer in my life. Pour out a blessing that we cannot. You have a right as a child of God. I want you to stand with me right now all over this house. <coughs> One time a centurion came to Jesus and requested healing for his servant who was near death. He felt unworthy even to ask Jesus to come to his home. So he just said, Jesus, just speak the word. And I know my servant's going to be healed. Jesus said it. The story's in Matthew 8. Jesus said that in all his ministry, he had not found such faith in Israel. Just speak the word, Lord. I got to ask you, what are you hoping for? Come on. The Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was vexed with the devil, she came to the Lord for deliverance, Matthew 15. In response to her cries for mercy, though, it looked like Jesus was ignoring her. Amen. The disciples were even trying to shush her and get her out of the way. And she had... It'd be bad enough to come to church, but then think Jesus is ignoring you. The disciples are shooing you away. Get away from here. She had every reason to be discouraged, but she continued to call on the Lord. And finally, after her perseverance, Jesus commended her for having such great faith. And the Bible says he delivered her daughter. I've got to ask you again, what do you hope for here today? Our faith should grow continually. In Christ. Hear me, it is not the will of God for faith to become stagnant or to diminish in your life. Every persecution and tribulation does not have to stop your faith. Come on, somebody. It is God's will for our faith to continue. Faith is a gift from God. We should humbly seek it. We should prayerfully develop it. We should exercise it. We should utilize it to the fullest extent possible. One time the disciples were unable to deliver someone who was possessed, so they brought their inability to Jesus. Matthew 17, Jesus pointed out the problem, but your unbelief. So today, I want to tell you, if we will cast aside our pride, and we will honestly approach the Lord and hope again, dream again, have faith again, I believe God can heal our unbelief. Amen? They're going to begin to sing here in just a moment, and I'm telling you what, I'm going to open up this altar. And here's who I'm opening it for today. People who want to hope and dream again. Come on. You might have been asking God for something for a long time. Or maybe there's something you just have never asked Him for. You've just, I want you to come down. You are a child of God. And I want you to begin to dream with faith. Come on, does anybody in here have anything you're dreaming about in your life? Anything you want to see happen in your life? Anything you want to see happen for somebody in your life? I want you to come with me right now. Come on, come on down to this altar. Begin to have faith. Begin to have hope. Amen. God, I believe you today. I want you to speak it by faith. Come on, that's it. Speak it out. God, I need a healing in my family. God, I need a new job. God, I want to see my son set free from addiction. God, I want you to save my lost loved ones. Amen. Whatever it is, have faith today. Come on, renew my faith. Revive your church and make us whole. God, I want to have faith today. Come on, I just speak it by faith. Speak it by faith. You've done. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Amen.
comfortable verbalizing it, you just say, I've got a special request. But I want everybody to turn to somebody, somebody you're comfortable with. Go ahead and turn to somebody in the altar, somebody in the pew next to you. Come on, somebody. We're going to pray. We're going to exercise some faith right now. I refuse to believe that not every, every single person in this room has something you're hoping for. Every person in this room has something you're dreaming for, amen? This isn't a trick question, amen? You've got something you want to see God do in your life. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to touch and we're going to agree. We're going to join with somebody and we're going to pray together. And we're going to believe that God's going to do it. You share with somebody, they're going to share with you. And we're going to agree together by faith and that God will do what he said he would do. So go ahead and do it right now. Turn to somebody right now. Go ahead. Come on, we're exercising our faith right now. We're going to pray together right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. I know this might feel weird, but it shouldn't feel weird. Amen? We're people of faith. We're going to speak the word of faith. And I'm going to speak a word of faith over everybody right now in just a moment. Go ahead. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's it. That's it. And in just a moment, we're going to pray a word of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel the anointing right now. Come on, we're, we're activating faith. Not dead faith. Active faith. Verbal faith. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, pray. Come on, I'm trying to press you out of your comfort zone. I know. That's all right, though. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, operate in this place. Yes. That's right. That's right. And as, the, as you're praying, I'm going to pray over you right now. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I speak a word of faith right now. God, as the shepherd is of this house, God, we believe your word. We stand on the authority of your word. And God, we join together in agreement prayer. First of all, God, we ask everything according to your will. We want your will to be done. God, we want your will to be accomplished. But God, we pray for deliverance. We pray for freedom. We pray for financial breakthrough. We pray for healing. God, we pray for lost loved ones to be saved. We pray, God, for new jobs. We pray for new homes. We pray for provision. God, we believe you for babies to be born, for marriages to be restored, for families to come back together, for relationships to be healed. Oh, come on, somebody, if you believe that, I want you to begin to give God a praise for it right now. Come on, that's it. Speak it out. Speak it out. Come on, speak it out. we got to press into this thing right now. Come on, the longer it took, the more Abraham knew God was going to do it. Come on, yes. God, I'm fully convinced. I am fully convinced that you are able, that you are able, that you are able. 
it's only February of 2022. I want you to dare to dream again. I want you to dare to hope again. I want you to recognize that there is nothing impossible with God. If you are a child of God, you have a right to walk in covenant. You have a right to walk in authority. Come on, somebody. You have the blood of Jesus over your life. You want to tell me, let me tell you the number one way the devil has intimidated us. We have grown silent with our prayers and with our faith. We have forgotten how to proclaim the word of God. Come on. We have forgotten how to proclaim truth and not a lie. Amen. Every time the devil whispers to you or taps on your shoulder and says, see, I told you that, you need to say, get behind me, Satan. I am a child of God. You need to walk in faith and expectation. God, I expect you to do it. You may not do it now. You may not do it. But God, I expect it to happen. And God, if it doesn't work out the way I hope to, I fully trust that you have a better plan in mind for my life. How many of you want to see, how many of you want to see something great happen in your life this year? I challenge you to pray for it every day. I challenge you to speak it. Speak it out loud. Amen. Pray the word of God. Pray and believe. And let's just worship him one more time by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to thank him in advance for it. God, I thank you that my wife can stay home with our children. I thank you that I'm going to get a job with a raise. I thank you, God, I'm going to get a new place. I thank you, God, that you're going to heal my spouse. I thank you, God, that you're going to set my kids free. I thank you, God, that you're going to break addiction. off Whatever it is, God, thank you for it right now. Come on, let's let a praise rise up in this house. No music. Let a praise rise up in this house. Come on. I'm going to keep pressing until we get there. Come on. Come on. My job isn't just to let us go home. We need to press through. Come on, God, I believe you right now. I believe you right now, God. I believe you right now for the people of God in this house. We speak against addictions. We speak against strongholds. We speak against a lack of faith. We speak against doubt. We speak against fear. I go to war for the people of God right now. I believe you, God. I believe you, God, for healing marriages. I believe you, God, for new jobs. I believe you for provision. I believe you for Malachi blessings, Lord. I believe you for healing and restoration. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, press in just a moment. Come on, just press in with me right now. Yes. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We stand on your word. 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 Come on, folks. We can't be content with church as usual. We can't be content with life as usual. Press in. Press in. Press in. God, I want it, Lord. I want it, Lord. I want it, Lord. I believe. 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 Come on. Come on. The church ought to be a place that deals in hope. We deal in dreams. We deal in faith. And I believe that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're struggling with your faith, I want you to go home and read Hebrews 11 this week. Read Hebrews 11. Study about some of the men and women in that chapter. And the Bible says that they had great faith and they had faith for things that they hadn't even seen yet. So don't let the fact that you don't see it yet diminish your faith. Continue to trust and believe. Amen. Can we give God one last praise together as a body? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we stand on your word. Hallelujah. I thank you with expectation. I thank you by faith.
And I give you glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. I hope you have an amazing week. And I'll see you next Sunday. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.